as an entrepreneur, you know, you have to be aggressive. You have to protect your own. I can't put how like talons clenched onto my career that I am. I can't do that for my personal stuff because I'll go insane. I'll go insane. And I won't, and I won't be happy. You've got to be okay with change, Gabrielle. Everything's not going as planned. It's fine. You're going to be okay. Hey guys, my name is Shayla. Welcome to the Hey Shayla podcast. I went from full-time travel to full-time new COVID mom and holy wow, is motherhood and adulting a learning curve. There are so many decisions we need to make and a million ways to do it right. I created this podcast to interview some of my gurus to share their knowledge and empower you on your journey. Let me be your guinea pig and ask the questions that you think everyone else knows. Here, we're a little hippie, we try to do things as naturally as possible, and we don't take ourselves too seriously. But above all, we support one another and work to find what works. If you're into it, you're our people. Let's get started. Hello, friends. I recorded this intro with Gabrielle when I interviewed her, and it just, I had... I had babies walking in. I couldn't get my words out. I was probably just tripping over myself because Gabrielle's so great. So I just decided to re-record the intro so that we could have it be smooth and concise. So I interviewed Gabrielle Ruiz because she's a freaking rock star and she's taken on motherhood with ease and with delight. And and as you know, I struggled through my first year. I had identity crises, crises. I had hormone, insane hormones, and I just had a tough time. So when Gabrielle was like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest. For all the things that she does and for her positive attitude, I was like, yep, I would love to talk to you. So she is a successful actress, philanthropist, producer, podcaster. You can find her on Instagram, Gabrielle Ruiz. You can also find her on TV. She's known for the comedy Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Star Trek Lower Decks, Modern Family, Better Things, Alone Together, Orange is the New Black, Sesame Street, Law and Order SVU, and The Fifth. And now she's a mother, and she's like, yeah, I don't know, we're just cruising. So let's get into this podcast and hear all about how she's doing it. Holy resume, first of all. That's incredible. Like, I can't fathom... Well, all of those things. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming on here. And I'm, I'm most excited just to hear about how you went from all of that to all of that now with a baby, because (laughs) what? So I also want to say, I also have been ready to say, Hey, it's you Shayla. Like I'm just such a huge fan. So thank you for having me on. (laughs) Of course. I'm so excited that you're here. So and congrats just, on starting the pod, girl. I know. I know. Right before this, I'm like, okay, tell me a couple secrets. What do you do? How do you do this? What do you <laughs> like? Tell me all your knowledge. And I mean, you've got all this going on. Plus you just had a baby and then you're like, I'm going to start a podcast, right? <laughs> it's madness. Um, I, I did start the podcast before we got pregnant again, oh, okay. I feel. And, uh, my, my co-host and co-producer, and she was the original core, uh, not choreographer because there's no choreography in podcasts, the original creator of What A Front's For, she scheduled our latest season before I had Mercedes. So I was in very good hands. And she was like, okay, so your due date's May 1st. So we're going to wrap uh, April 20th. Does that work for you? And I was like, 
Oh yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> should be fine. Yeah, it should be so, fine. So, you know, a lot of it's Pallavi Sastry when it comes to being organized with the podcast and we um took advantage or we took the opportunity to hire um college students that were bored over the summer and like panicking that they couldn't move to Los Angeles or New York and we hired them to help us like produce the show. as well as like, you know, mentorship, which I really, truly authentically believe that it worked because some of these kids are going to take over Hollywood and they're so smart and so good at what they do. And they know Canva. Like Shayla, I don't know what that is. I don't know what Canva is. (laughs) I'm not good at that, you know? And I'm like, and I told one of them, I was like, did you know there's this thing called Canva? And she's like, yeah, we learned it in college. I was like, great, great. Oh my God. (laughs) Did you know about that? That's how I feel about Pinterest. I I'm pretty good on Canva. Pinterest I have an intern who does all of my, if I had to go make a pin on my own, I don't, no. I really don't know that I could do it. I mean, I probably, should, we could probably figure it out, but we could, but there's who, why would we make time for it? And then like TikTok, you know, you should see oh. my face when I'm trying to understand the Pandora's box of TikTok. And I understand it's like not supposed to be polished. And so I'm like, okay, so like, I'm going to do a day in the life rating things, me and Merck, you know, we're going to go to the office space and the dog comes with us. It's super fun. And then my friend, Travis McElroy, who's like a huge podcaster parent who you would love to have on the podcast. Um, he, um, texted me and he was like, so about your TikTok. I was like, do you have notes? And he's like, it's pretty long. It's pretty long. It's a lot. It's really polished. And I was like, you are a very good friend. Yeah. You're like, are my grays showing? I did it wrong. But it I, took, did, I did TikTok wrong, but it took me like 20 hours to do it. Oh my God. Who has time? No, no, no. no. Who has time without the kid? Like yeah. if you're past oh, yeah. 30, you don't have time for that. Well, cause what's, get off, because what's, because past that soapbox. Right. But past 30, you're like, what's my return on investment here before 30. You're like, Oh my God. Yeah. I'll just record a day in life. Cause how fun is that? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So how so, do I have time to do my career? Let's get into that. Yeah, so well, let's talk about first. I mean, I know I just listed off and rattled off a bunch of stuff, but just like <laughs> tell us more about you. Like what have you been up to yeah, the past? Sure. Cause you've obviously done a million bajillion things. So just kind of like, Oh, thanks. Yeah. Give us a background. Yeah. On- I mean, I'm 36 and I moved to New York at 20 wow. to 21, who knows whenever I graduated from college <laughs> yeah. and, um, the, the college I went to was a really great musical theater dance school. So they really, um, bred us to think about show business, not being show begging. And so it's business. And I loved that because I wasn't feeling like the suffering was just for my passion. You know, it's it's also (laughs) for money, (laughs) you know, like let's make money, let's pay rent, let's live in New York city. And then add on the New York city style and groove of everything is just manically fast paced. And, um, the goal for me was to be on Broadway. And I was able to achieve that with a lot of nose in between. Everyone sees the shiny, you know, Instagram version of everything. And, um, before Instagram back in our day, Sunny, you know, it was like, everyone just saw your resume and you didn't know how many tears took to get there. And I think every career can, uh, relate to that. And so with, with crazy ex-girlfriend, 
um, I was dating Philip and we met on match.com. And when I left for crazy X to Los Angeles and they were offering me more episodes, he was like, Oh, she's not coming back. So we put a ring on it hey. and then we moved to Los <laughs> Angeles and it really took a supporter, a very confident man to say she's about to hit a peak in her, you know, like, I feel like for me, my career is really just showing up and not giving up <laughs> to make it. Cause like the good luck will be there and you just got to be ready for it and, um, not Absolutely. quit. You yeah. just can't quit. And so that's how I do everything. It's just not quit. <laughs> that's everything. I mean, that's for me too. It's YouTube. It's the podcast. It's everything. It's just like lasting longer than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> just right? be a cockroach in your industry and you'll be great. Yeah. And a little leech. Just hang on tight. Yeah. Just hold on. Just a little parasite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's amazing. So so yeah, so adding the baby, I'm 36. I might've mentioned that. And I say that specifically not because, oh, we're getting old. It's like, no, <laughs> it's time. You know, it's time for, um, for a new purpose. You know what I mean? And, and I've put it on the back burner for a while. I'm first a dancer and, you know, uh, my physical body has never changed. Like, I feel like a lot of my the people, you know, I went to high school, like they might've stayed in Texas where I'm from and like did parenting first. And they've changed in that way very quickly and earlier, like my parents did, like my, my mom had me at 22. And so, um, we started trying once crazy ex-girlfriend ended and it was like, okay, we live in Los Angeles. We bought a condo. We would love to have a, try to have a family here while I continue to try to conquer my career here. Cause it always feels like it never ends. And then we had a miscarriage and I remember freaking out about that pregnancy because everything's going to change. And, and if you flip it to a mom that might be in her twenties, she's ready for change. Once her kids are like in high school or college, you know, she hasn't had that change. And for me, it was the other way. It's like, oh my God, now it's time to change. And I've got to embrace this because I want this. And I was right. having meltdowns and meltdowns like, I'm tired. I can't memorize my lines as well. I mean, you know, the first, um, trimester of just the exhaustion oh, and, yeah. and I went into an audition room and I like had to like sit down cause I was nauseated. Oh, and then I told gosh. them, I was like, I'm sorry. It's because I'm pregnant. And then we went there and then we were distracting. And then like this team knew me and they've loved me. They almost hired me for like the lead role. And they looked at me like I was had a, you know, I was like, they were like, just yeah. cringeworthy. Yep. And, um, my husband was like, I'm sorry, but did you, you said you wanted to have kids, right? And I was like, this is a thing. Yes. You want? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> but it was a huge, it was like, <laughs> like in my tears and in all my hormones that I had never experienced before. Cause I've been, I am such a disciplined dancer that I know my body well, and I didn't know this person at mm. 35. Yeah mature yeah. blossomed. Oh, you but know? those hormones, you, you know, you're being insane. Like, oh, I remember yeah. just feeling like, okay, this is not me, but I am, I'm still upset about this. Like, I'm so upset. I, oh no, gosh. I, I always totally said that agree. like the, the feelings that you feel are real, but how they come out is a little bit exaggerated. Like, <laughs> I remember just crying and stuff. I was like, what what do we need to do? And I was like, I have so much to get done. He's like, what? I was like, I need nails, like mm-hmm. nails, like for a hammer nails. And I'm hungry. 
and I'm hungry. Yeah. And he was like, okay. Okay. Well, I can let's, that. I can help let's you. feed you. And I was like, <laughs> okay, that's really not that many things. I don't know. <laughs> but it's so much right now. And the, so the tidal wave. Yes. And when you're used to just like, like that, knowing your body, feeling like you're a pretty chill person, like you're one of the chill girls. It's, and then just being like insane. Like, yeah. Well, and, and writing my career of the yeses and the nos and the great days and the terrible days, like, yeah, that's fine. And I've done it PMSing, right? Yeah. But holy cow with the hormones of brie of housing a human and then <laughs> producing that human and then exunting that human. It's just like, there were moments I would just literally close the door of my closet and sit there and cry. And yeah. poor Philip would come over and he'd be like, you okay. And I was like, you just need to wait for me to do that. But I wasn't like that Shayla, like with my first pregnancy. Oh, really? I didn't know. Well, I didn't know it was so new and I'm 35 and I've got it together. You know, yeah. I'm like, thank God my twenties are over and I know myself and, and then this happens. And so when the, um, when, uh, the miscarriage happened, I, I say this with like, I, you know, without judgment to myself that I was kind of relieved that I could have another chance to try again. And I was like, okay, at least I don't know if I could handle down syndrome talk, you know what I mean? Cause I would want to know, and I would have, that would be more emotional for me. Right. And it's so early, like, let's just have a clean slate and let's just, you know, let my body saying something's not right. Yep. Let's just try again. And so now I have like four to three to six months to like get ready for yeah. this change. Yeah. So I'm grateful for it in this really backwards way. Right. And it's so weird. And I feel like, cause I've had two miscarriages as well. And it's, there, like for one of them, I was like depressed, genuinely depressed. I, I've, I was like, is, I've never felt like this before. This is how people feel. You can't just like mm -hmm. feel better, you know? Yeah. And then the other one was at six weeks and I was like, okay, that's okay. And it was just different. And I think like, I made a video about it and it, for me, it was just all about however you feel is how you feel. If you're exactly. 13 weeks and you are wrecked, fine. If you're 13 weeks and you're like, oh, okay that's okay. Let's try again. That's great. Mm -hmm. Like there's no mm -hmm. way to feel about it. And well, yeah, it's, no, no, you can't read a book about it and you can't follow that the rules in that book for yeah, sure. Yeah. There are no rules. So then, but so that the, created you to be like, okay, girl, like kind of preparing you for the big it just change. Like, there was, yeah, there was like, I would say I made like mistakes with my, with my attitude towards being pregnant. It was like, I can't believe I'm pregnant. I can't believe I'm changing. I can't believe I can't control this. And I was so like mad about it. And that's when I had that epiphany with Phillips, like you want kids. Right. And I was like, yeah. You're right. I do. Why am I such a, why am I so mad about it? You yeah. know, also at hormones. And so when, um, I say January of 2020, it was like, okay, let me get, um, let me get ready for pilot season, like a big audition season for Hollywood. Let me feel good in my, in my clothing again, like wash off that hormonal weight and just like, let's just start over. Let me audition well. And then we'll start trying again. Yeah. And then all of that got canceled because of the pandemic. Right. So I, we waited until nobody turned into zombies to start trying again. Basically, like we were like, let's just see, let's just write this pandemic oh my gosh, out. I was like, is that a show? Okay. No, 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 because we of really COVID. Did. <laughs> because of COVID. It was just like because March and April were like the months of like, wait three months until you try again because you're geriatric. Yeah. You're like, okay, yeah. fine, that's fine. And so I did. 
And then I was like, pilots, you know, the big audition seasons right now in March. And then all of that got squashed. And I was like, well, let's wait like another three months to see if the world is ending. <laughs> and if not, I don't want to be pregnant for that's the one last thing I'm going to control. That's fair, like it's yeah. the one last thing I'm going to try to control. I don't control. want to have to be in an apocalypse pregnant. <laughs> right. Well, like you saw that movie with, um, What's his name from The Office? Oh, this is terrible. probably not. I'm the worst at movies. There's this movie, John Krasinski and his wife. She's from Devil Wears Prada. Come on, Gabrielle, get it right. <laughs> Devil. I'm like literally Prada cast. Let's see. Jamie, Jamie, can you look this up for us? Emily Blunt. <laughs> Have you seen Jamie? Emily Blunt. All right. Okay, so Emily, Jamie, Jamie. So Emily, um, they do this movie like they're in the side. They they have the, they have to be silent the whole time because oh, of the monsters birds or something. No, no, I think it. it's called Silence. But right, <laughs> it's not. It's not. But let's just it's call a the different movie one silence where they have for, to be blind. I don't know. Yeah, well, there's one that they have to be super quiet. The Quiet. Yeah. It's probably called The Quiet. <laughs> anyway, she's pregnant and she's like trying to have a baby in the quiet. And I'm like, that's not going to be me. I'm not going to do that, man. Like, what if we all turned into zombies last yeah. year? Like, what would you have done? Yeah, I don't know. Seth would be prepared. I would not. Seth is like, he's ready for that probably his whole life. And I'm like, Seth, just so you know, I probably won't make it. Like, <laughs> I probably won't make it. Yeah. yeah, yeah you just like, just throw me into the lion's den yeah, and just get it over with. I, yeah, just save yourself. I probably won't make it. <laughs> we talk about, we say that about our dog all the time. Like Leela's not, not going to make it. Like we're going to have to leave her. She's such a scary pup. Like all oh, the fireworks happen. Oh no. Just like, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay. So you decided you were doing it. You were having the baby. And I read your um, first time parent mag- magazine article, which yeah. was pretty insightful. I really enjoyed that. Thanks. I feel like you just had this very calm, like, oh yeah, I had to have a C-section. It was, I was cool. I accepted it. No big deal. Oh, I had to do, there was something else that I was just like, I'm so she just is like super, <laughs> it definitely did. You, I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. And there was something else that it was just like, yeah, well then this just happened. It was cool. I was like, where's this attitude? How do I get some of that? Like, I'm like, well, do you know where I got it from? I got it from you. Because oh, like the pandemic, the pandemic YouTube, my pandemic present, my pandemic pregnancy was so lonely and yeah. so isolated. Yeah. I, I turned to YouTube to learn like how to switch out your office hutch into a nursing mm. uh, cabinet, how to use a traveling caddy for your nursing station. If you're going to have a mobile in your house, how to everything. Yeah. Okay. Like there was no parenting class right. and there's there no, no in aunties or moms and dad, like nobody's over there being like, no this family. is what you need to do. Right. Right. Yeah. Much less my chosen family in Los Angeles. I couldn't see them either except yeah. on zoom. So if I was going to be on my computer, I wanted to see what it looked like the days in the life with a baby of certain age or pregnancy. And that's how I found you and you all, all the YouTube mommy bloggers. I'm not kidding. Like you guys like saved me. Like, just yeah. like, gave me someone to talk to. And like, there were certain moments I was talking back to you guys. I was like, Oh my God, I'm so I feel you girl. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, me too. Yeah. You know? And I was just like, Oh my God, I'm talking back to Allie Scott. Like she's not here. She's not here. And so, and so, um, 
a lot of those had a lot of like great mental health and mental awareness that it's fine. You're going to be okay. Everything's going to change. Everything's not going as planned. And again, like that lesson I learned with the miscarriage was like, you've got to be okay with change, Gabrielle, just the way you are so aggressively with your work because Broadway closes shows close on Broadway every day. And I've, the three shows I've been on, I feel like the black widow, like I've been part of all three closing casts. So I've experienced, I've experienced the, Hey, it's not working out Hmm. conversation many, many ways that why can't I do that for my own life? My personal life. Totally. Right. Yeah. So that was the only way I thought, Oh, and then I was listening to the birth hour podcast. Do you know that? I've heard of it, but I haven't listened to it. Well, it's everyone's birth story. It's the most brilliant podcast I've ever heard because literally the host goes, so here's a mom, go ahead. And it's like an hour of a mom talking about her birth story as a host. It's brilliant. Yeah. (laughs) A little work. (laughs) Here we are like writing out our intros, you know? Right. And there was this one, when I found out Mercedes was breach, there was maybe like four to six weeks before that I was listening to this podcast episode. Um, where she was like, I had a breech baby. She's my third baby. He's my third baby. And I am determined to have a vaginal birth feet first. And like, she goes through the whole story and it's so admirable, but at the same time, so not my story. Like I was like, I saw how, and I understood her with the determination, the mama bareness of it, the, um, nobody's listening to me feeling. Um, and I can like, I can like, switch that out for my career. Right. Cause as an entrepreneur, you can feel that, you know, you have to be aggressive. You have to protect your right. own. And you also feel like you have to be heard. Right. And so, she, and I was like that, but for me, I realized just like my wedding, I was like, I can't put how like talons clenched onto my career that I am. I can't do that for my personal stuff because I'll go insane. I'll go yeah. insane. And I won't, and I won't be happy just like yeah. I was with that miscarriage baby. Like I was just so like, ah, you know, well, and you're fighting so yourself when I heard, at that point more than you're fighting yes. to be heard. You're just, yeah, okay. exactly. And so I said, you know, it wasn't like, oh my God, she's, she's wrong. I was yeah. just thinking, wow, that's, I'm so glad I heard this because I can do that. I know how to do that because I do that with my career. I don't, I, now I know I really don't want to do that. With Ooh, Yeah. All right, we're going to talk about probiotics, love bug probiotics specifically. I took these probiotics all through pregnancy, all postpartum, and now I'm giving them to my toddler as she's more on solids and less on breast milk. During pregnancy, it helps my gut biome. It helps seed the gut biome for my baby. And we know that a healthy gut contributes to a healthy immune system. You can take their prenatal probiotics right along with your prenatal vitamins. And they have a subscription option. So you can just get them delivered to you exactly when you run out. I do not like subscription things, but I love them for my vitamins so that I never have to run out. I have an affiliate code, Hey Shayla, for 15% off. I hope you love them. Let's get back to it. So yeah, I feel like that would help a lot with the... Yeah, that's great. Which is why I was so grateful for the birth hour because another podcast episode, one of the moms said, I highly suggest you listen to stories that you don't relate to. So you, cause you don't know how your birth is going to go. That's like the hardest thing to hear as a pregnant woman, mm-hmm. because you're like, oh, I had, I didn't have an emergency C-section. I had a scheduled one, but I hear the story of, I didn't, uh, nobody prepares you for emergency C-section. 
And I go back to like my birthing course that I took online and they do cover it, but you don't really listen to it because you're like, oh, that's not going to be me. Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then it becomes a bummer and right. then it becomes disappointing. And then right. like, you could have maybe taken the lesson and been like, that can be me. And if it happens, let's try to find a peaceful way to go through it. So that's Absolutely. really how this is like the extremely, how long have we been talking now? That's the extremely long answer of your first question. <laughs> no, no. Um, I feel like, I think I asked a second question in there. I just slipped it in. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't you worry about so the questions. Why- but that's why like the answer written down, of course, like you saw on the parent first time parent, like it's written down. So then it right. becomes edited. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of peace in there because when I found out Mercedes was breech, I was like, you know, because of again, the miscarriage baby, I was like, as long as she's healthy. Yeah. And as long as I'm healthy, we're yeah. in a freaking pandemic right totally. now. I just need Philip to be in the room <laughs> because last year. <laughs> With when my baby was due, the first when the first baby was due, like in March of 2020, I had another girlfriend that had a baby. I don't know if you've had any friends that had babies like right then and there of the unknown pandemic months. I cannot even imagine. That her, her partner wasn't allowed in the room. Like they didn't know until like the day before that. Oh, that's so. Stressful. It was like it was it was the it was the window where you're like no it's her right to have a support system but that was being questioned because nobody knew what was going on and i told philip that i was like that would have been us like right. can you be in the room my parents are in texas my sister's in virginia i'm in los angeles like there's no way they would have come they're trying to survive on their own like i would have had nobody there you know and so woo so like yeah. having time to think about it, having time to prepare, being very internal because of the isolation of the pandemic, there was a lot of peace that was forced upon me to accept. Yeah. Well, and for I think me, the only way to write it out as well, yeah. like to write it out. <laughs> if I'm going to have to write about this, I was so at peace with it and it was totally fine. Like, wow. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Capital fine. Yeah. Capital fine. Um, for me, I did hypnobirthing because I was like, oh, I'm going to have this like super hippie, natural birth, whatever. But in doing that, I was the same way. Like, I think education is empowerment because I knew this is what could happen. This is what could happen. This is what could happen. And I trusted my midwife. I trusted myself. I trusted the things that I understood. And I was like, if we get to that point, that's what we have to do. Like, that's who knows if I had to go through it, if I would feel the same way, but I went in going, I would love to do a natural birth. This is my plan. But if that's not what happens, then we're just going to roll with it. And we're just going to, mm-hmm. the whole thing with hypnobirthing is just kind of like, let your body do its thing and let everything kind of happen as it happens. And so, it, and I've talked to a few people who have done hypnobirthing and had C-sections and that was their story. They were like, because of it, I was just so calm and so at ease. And I was like, all right, we're going into a C-section. Here we go. And so I think that's, there's, the more educated you are, like with your birth birthing class, the less stress and anxiety and like fear there is. Cause it's uh-huh. like, why am I going into a C-section? Well, your baby's mm-hmm. doing this or blah, 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 blah. And oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Let's go. Right. And I think that that's kind of, yeah. So I'm glad that you had that experience. I did. And I'm, and again, like, it's just uh, as a dancer, I'm crit- My body is criticized for my work. Oh my you know God. what I mean? And yeah. And, and and I chose it. Like, I'm not saying I'm a victim of it. And I love that I was able to be on Broadway. I love that I was able to do like dream shows with dream people, dream casts, dream roles. 
and it comes with a really disciplined price tag. So when it, again, so when it came to Mercedes coming into this world in a pandemic, I was like, I can't control that. I can't, I have to let it go. Yeah. So it was very, it was a relief. It was a relief. Good. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So once she got here, did you, I mean, well, I'm just going to tell you all that. Oh, wait, first I read in that article that you made your own little mommy clan with the peanut app. Oh yeah, I did. I love, you know, I was so scared about the peanut app. Like, yeah, I was like, there's going to be so, so do you curse on your podcast? Are you yeah, a cursor yeah, or not? Yeah, I won't. Yeah. Curse. Are you okay. Yes. There's going to be so many needy bitches on here. <laughs> like I'm going to have to just avoid people. You know what I mean? Like just, yes. or judgy, you know, yeah. like that's the stereotypical, like mom. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the world that I hadn't been in. And so I was like trying to tiptoe and not get tangled up into some mess. And, um, that didn't happen on peanut. I got very lucky. A girl whose due date was the same day as mine. Her name is Judy. Judy. And I found Nicole. (laughs) Hi, Nicole. I found Nicole and we all had the same due date and she is a yoga instructor and had prenatal, um, education in her yoga practice. And so she invited and took the initiative to have like a Zoom yoga mommy meetup at least once or two, I think every other week or every week. Oh man, that was my therapy. Yeah, I, I needed it. Holy cow. Much less need the yoga for my hips, but also the meditation, the release of stress, and then the conversation. So right. like, yeah. And like the one hour meetup became two hours because we would spend an hour talking. How is everybody? Yeah. And then we would do an hour practice and I, it was my lifeline, another I'm lifeline sure. for me. Well, yeah. Cause you see, I got like lucky extrovert, right? Me. Would you say you're an extrovert? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I feel like for extroverts, the pandemic was like so freaking hard. Like that I got a job at Lululemon in my third trimester. I was like, I need to get out of the house. That was before the pandemic. But I was just like, I make videos by myself. That's why this podcast is coming to life because I can talk to other people. Because when you're making videos on YouTube, it's just you in an empty house and a camera. And you're like, hey guys, and it's really fun. And you can like comment, like go in the comments. But like, I needed some human interaction. So I was in my third trimester. I got off an eight hour shift. I called Seth and be like, how are you feeling? I'm like, great. I feel fantastic. I got to help people buy a little lemon leggings. It's so stupid, but I was just so excited. <laughs> My coworkers were great. This place da, 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 because I needed that. So it's, I mean, when you, yeah. when I read that about the peanut thing where you're like, I got on the uh, dating app for mom's peanut and <laughs> met all these moms and like made my own little mom friends. I was like, that was genius. Okay. That was a really good well, idea. Well, thank you. It, it took a lot. It's taken me a long time, which is what my pod, my podcast, what our friends for is about is, um, adult platonic relationships, a platonic love and to the amount of grace and the amount of work we put into our romantic relationships. We don't give our platonic ones that much, hmm. um, effort and that much respect. And so we talk about the, the good and the bad about it. And a big one for me that I learned the hard way I feel about not being really close to certain people in my twenties whom I adore, but they don't know me because I wasn't being honest or vulnerable and say, you know what, this is hard. And I'm so grateful as at least my social media that I choose to tailor to my needs, um, that I follow and I have embraced and learned that being honest and being true, being authentic 
is very, very popular now and very pushed um, and, um, and promoted, you know what I mean? And so there was a girlfriend that um, I barely knew, Mary Lee, who actually did work at Lululemon when I saw her last in New York, funny enough. And uh, she was like, I'm, she, I told her, I was like, I'm really lonely. How are you? Cause she also had the same due date around as me. And so we, we reconnected on Instagram to like, just, you know, hold down the fort and get through it in the yeah. pandemic. And uh, she uh, was the one that said, you should try peanut. Cause I had a lot of uh, great relationships there in New York. And so I was lucky that I found a really great group in Los Angeles. That is so cool. That's- Thanks. And we still, we still catch up. The group text is hilarious. I'm sure Mercedes is the firstborn out of the group. And so like, we all like compare how things are going and we all ask questions. There's about six of us that kind of just like really committed to staying in touch. Yeah. Thank God. It's extremely positive, but everyone's so different. Holy cow. Like cool. the Eden, the baby that is Judy, Judy's baby is like three weeks behind Merck. Merck was a little shoot with the C-section scheduled. Like it was a little earlier and like, she's about to start walking and Mercedes still hates tummy time. And so like, it's just hilarious. Like we still, we get to compare. And also like, it's, it's a relief to know, like every baby is so different. It's like, right. it, like in current time proof of that, with this conversation that we have on group text. That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah so they weren't psychopaths. So I exchanged my phone numbers with them. <laughs> That's so funny. I have a Google voice number that I'll like give to people that I first meet. And then once I'm like, okay, you're not crazy. Here's my, you're girl. not a psychopath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a little, uh, yeah. Anyway. Okay. So do, then do once- you share that with your, do you share that with your international fans? You're like my, my that Google way. voice number. Yeah. Do you, I mean, I'm sure you have an international following. Yeah. Do you share that number. with your international fans? Your Google number? No way. That's Instagram DMs is like, that's enough. That's good right. to go. That's all we need. That's a, that's good communication. Oh, uh, it's hard. There's a lot. There's like comments on YouTube to keep up with DMs in your Facebook DMs on your YouTube. Or blah, blah, blah. It's like, blah. there's so much. Do you still use Facebook? <sighs> I agree. Not that really. can be the answer. I agree. It's too much work. It's too many things. Excited. Yeah, I know. You know. And then TikTok comes along and you're like, come on, come on, come on. And then and now we're back on TikTok again. It always happens with me nowadays. I'm obsessed with like not trying to be obsessed with it. <laughs> there are so many children making so much money on TikTok. The entrepreneur in me is like, I have to figure this out. I know. I have to figure this out. I know. Well, and I think what happens because YouTube is 10 minutes, right? TikTok is 30 seconds. So to rack up views on TikTok is a little bit easier than a 10 minute video. Yeah. Yeah. But also just so you guys know, this is not a TikTok podcast, but here we're going to keep talking about it. Um, the amount of not going back, you can't really edit it tons. When you post it, you can't repost it. It's really crazy. Like I don't how, even like, own the app. I don't just have the app. throw it out there. And then if you nail it, you're a millionaire. <laughs> like, that's but you can, so crazy. Yeah, it is. It's insane. I know. Woo! And like people are growing at crazy rates because it's yeah. I know part of you is like, am I, am I dropping the ball here? Like, should I figure Am I dropping the ball here? But also I'd like to protect my self-esteem. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) And my time and And my time. I like on Sunday, 
Again, this is not a TikTok podcast. <laughs> on Sunday, you can edit this out. On Sunday, Philip's leaving for church because he leads worship at our church. And I'm like, okay, I'll see you there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just gonna be, I'm not gonna volunteer. I'm gonna be a member. I'm showing up with the baby at probably 11 when it starts at 10:30. <laughs> yeah. So nice and luxurious. But like I'm sitting there when he's leaving, like on TikTok, trying to post this video that I have been working on for 20 hours. <laughs> it ruined my whole morning. I can't like, even, yeah. <laughs> No, 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 the poor no dog was hung- the dog was hungry. And I was like, oh, I have to feed Leela. I'm so sorry. Let, let, let me let me just fix this real fast. Oh my God. Let me just, and then like 30 minutes goes by. Come on. Uh, <laughs> just ask me another question. Let's move on. <laughs> God, I can't. I cannot. <laughs> so with TikTok and a new baby, how <laughs> I actually just watched your YouTube video talking about first time working mom. And I was like, it's different because I don't have an office that I went to, but I was like, these are genius tips of like having doubles of everything at home and in the office and like the caddy and all these things. I'm like, hey, this is a really good idea. But did you, I mean, did you say I'm not going to work for, like, I'm going to give myself my own maternity leave or we like, we're just going to keep rolling yeah. with this or, I mean, what happened when she was first born? Well, she didn't latch right away. And then I had a C-section. So that was so hard. The recovery, because uh, it's only my experience that I have, the recovery of a C-section versus her not latching and getting hungrier by the minute and losing weight immediately oh. are bipolar opposite goals to try to reach. It's savage. It's savage. What do you mean? Do you know what I mean? Like I've got to sleep to heal oh, right. and I can't use my core to like lean over and give her my breast, oh, right? My like I can't even like hunch over because I hunching over is not allowed. Ugh. And then like, she's hungry. And so she's also <laughs> not latching. And it's like, okay, it didn't bother me to give her formula like the first week, which is so adorable. You know, shout out to my hospital. They were like, here, take this cute bag of formula. I was like, you don't need that. And they're like, mm, but it's a cute bag. And I was like, okay, it's a cute bag. I'll take the cute bag. <laughs> they know what they're doing. They absolutely know what they're oh doing. Oh my gosh, funny. And what was your question? I had a point. <laughs> well, you said it was really hard. Just the two, the two things I was asking about what happens, like how it's been when she was born. Oh, and so with Pallavi saying you should take your maternity leave now. And I was like, that's a great idea. And it was a true six weeks for me to feel like I could just sit up without using my, I mean, I could stand up out of a chair without using my arms, you oh. know, like use my core to just like heave wow. up with the baby. Yeah. And, um, as a dance, like, again, a person that I don't know, I'm sure everyone can relate to this. It's just like, you relearn patience over and over. And uh, the big lesson for me that is always like right smack dab smacks me in the face is healing. Every time I injure myself, especially when I can't work when I, because that's my job is to use my body. Right. And I have to heal, which means I have to stop. (laughs) And I don't know what that is. Yeah. And so with the (laughs) C-section and with the baby, it was wonderful to like mentally be there for her and like physically be there for her where I had to stop everything else but it was the six week mark. I can't even kid you. I was like, I think I could like call my manager and be like, maybe, you know, maybe there can be some voiceover auditions that can come in. Cause I could do that in my closet yeah. <laughs> and a PBS, an offer for PBS across the country came in for wicked, the musical at six weeks postpartum. Can you come next week? And I was like, Oh, more voiceover Lord. or something that I could do. <laughs> I was talking sitting. about my closet. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. Did you do it? And then I was like, they're not going to pay me. And they're like, so here's how much I was like, Oh, come on, Lord. Like that's a down payment of a car. Oh my God. A new car. Oh, the first like biggest because of my career, like PBS, Jayla, like you don't say no to PBS and then you don't say no to wicked. Like you say yes. So, um, it went straight off. Were you physically ready? No, no. I also was like, I gained like 70 pounds in my pregnancy. I was, I think I was like 198 when Mercedes was. Did you weigh more than this planet? Um, do I like in natural body, like normal body, no, we are the same. Okay. Yeah. That's we are the same in my cool. normal body. Cause he's long and slender guy. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was just, it is what it is. And this is how it's going totally. down. And so like, I was, I lost like nothing when I went to that, um, across the country concert, I had to buy new dresses. I, I had no idea like what spanks were like, I didn't have to wear them ever. And thank God my shoes fit. Thank God that uh, that went back from the swollen feet. Not. It was, it was a rough, it was a crash course of also like trying to maintain breastfeeding while I was away from her. How long were you away? Four days. Okay. Which probably felt like a lifetime. Four days isn't <laughs> a crazy amount, but like a newborn baby that feels like forever. Yeah. She was seven weeks and, um, Philip from the very beginning would rock her and walk with her in the hospital while he was like, you need to sleep for the two hours because then you need to pump. And I was like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. And so he's always been such a team player nice. and he moved here to Los Angeles for my career. And so like, he, again, a confident man that was like, you are the thoroughbred, go to sleep in the stall, yeah, <laughs> the horse stall, <laughs> right. get some rest and we'll brush you up and then you'll get back in here later. And it was very helpful. So when I left, I knew she would be fine with him. Yeah. He wasn't like helpless. I don't know what I'm doing, you know? Right. Was it, I mean, I feel like if you're six weeks postpartum, you're kind of like, oh my God, I don't even know if I can do this. And they're like, no, we want you. Mm-hmm. We still want you. We were you like, I know. Damn. Okay. Yeah. I still got yeah. it. Even six weeks postpartum. Like, was there a <laughs> moment where you're oh, like, major. Yeah. Oh, major ego stroking. Oh, uh, okay. Shout. Yeah. That was shout. And like, I got to be there and I brought my assistant with me and we showed yeah. up. My sister lives in DC. So the kids came and they got to watch an orchestra. It was, it was wonderful. It was a so wonderful cool. experience. And I had to sit on the airplane and be like, Gabrielle, don't freak out. Don't be stressed. It's going to be fine. And unclench your jaw because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't breathe. You're going to make yourself sick in a COVID world. And you're not going to enjoy this. Yeah. Be present. Yeah. Be present. And wow. It was very interesting. Like people I knew and then people I didn't know in the production, like behind the scenes, they were like, I was like, I'm seven weeks. I need to pump. Is that okay? Not, not, is that okay? I was like, this is my schedule. This one needs to happen. And they're like, yeah. oh, no problem. I'm a mom. So there were a lot of like women leading the project was wonderful, but it was hilarious. And they're like, oh my God, are you okay? Do you miss her? Yeah. <laughs> like, and I was just like, you know, She's doing great with her dad. That's like, nice. yeah. See, what is this attitude? You're just like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, thank you. And like, and, but I guess I just, I don't want to be guilty about not feeling that way. Like I didn't want to, I felt guilty with being okay with a C-section. I felt guilty of not being devastated that I wasn't with her. I don't know. Like those are some like, no, weird yeah, things. I understand that. But, but at the same time, you've created like 
you know that your husband's got her. You, like if you were leaving her in questionable hands, you'd probably be super, super nervous. But you're like, I wouldn't have left. Yeah, right. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have left. No, you're, you're totally like, right. Yeah, I know that everything's fine. I know that everything's safe. I know that what I'm doing is helping my family and we're just going to yes. go with it. <sighs> okay, and so- trust. It's a lot of trust, you know, with yourself and with your the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a brief break to talk about expecting and empowered. Expecting and empowered is a pregnancy and postpartum workout guide. And I recommend this to everybody that's pregnant or postpartum. It's like the one thing that people are like, are you going to do that for your next pregnancy? 1000%. I was still doing these workouts like a year and a half postpartum and it does, it only goes to 33 weeks. Anyway, The pregnancy workouts prepare you for labor and the postpartum workouts repair you from labor. It has stretching, pelvic floor exercises, and the actual work. And what I love about it is it's created by a nurse and a physical therapist so you know that the workouts that you're doing are safe. And sometimes when you're pregnant, you're just not sure. Now you know. So I'm an affiliate with them. You can use my code, Hey Shayla. It will get you $10 off the guides. They also just came out with a labor and delivery course. It's brand new, super exciting. If you have any questions about it, please DM me on Instagram, Hey Shayla. All right, let's get back to it. So then oh, there's something else that I read on. Oh, you told me that there's it's impossible to get babysitters in LA. I also saw yeah. your YouTube video that you're like, I've created this space and she's right here on tummy time and this is what we do. And it's just like... <laughs> You're just rolling with it. You are just like, I can't even, I don't know if it's like, I don't even know. I don't, I've got too many thoughts in my head, but tell me your thoughts. Tell me your thoughts. For me, I was full-time travel, had no responsibility, got to do whatever I want, whenever I wanted. It was like this great freedom where I was like, oh yeah, I can't be there. Sorry. I'm going to be somewhere else. Like nobody needed to depend on me. I loved that, that I didn't have to like, I don't know. Then COVID hit. So first of all, all travel was like off limits. (laughs) Then I had a baby that like Uber depended on me. She never took a bottle. She never took a nook. So we have breastfed the whole time. And it's just, it was so like from zero to 100, like it was such a, Mm -hmm. and it was a identity crisis where I was like, I'm not a traveler anymore. I'm a mom Mm -hmm. now. What does that even mean? And it was interesting because you said that you have always kind of been like, oh yeah, I'm away from my family. It's no big deal, whatever. And now all of a sudden you're like, my mom's really far. My sister's really far, all these things. And when you said that, I was kind of like, that's how I feel. And I didn't, I didn't necessarily associate the two because Seth and I are always like, we're going to live in the mountains. We're going to go live where we can be super active and whatever. And now we're in Minnesota, which it's either humid, just stepping outside or (laughs) negative a hundred degrees. And so I'm like, well, this is not ideal. So we keep talking, oh, let's move to Wyoming. Let's move to Montana or Colorado or whatever. And every time we do it, he's like, yeah, that sounds great. Right. I'm like, um, yeah, Yeah. but what will I do on Saturdays when I usually go to my sister's house? Mm -hmm. What am I going to, like, I don't have someone to like hang out with or, uh, Mm -hmm. and that's been a huge thing. That's never been a thing before in my whole life. Like I've always just been like, come on, let go. I'm going. And it changed with kids. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And so now, and I, I think that's what it was. I think it was just having her. And cause even the same in the beginning, it was like, Oh, my mom works in an office. So we're going to do the, through the window thing or, okay. We feel comfortable with just wearing masks. Okay. This and that now it's like opening up a little bit more and, or we just, I don't know. Everybody's got their own rules, but everyone's got their own rules. Right. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I think it is just like, it's nice that she gets to know my sister who's her TT and like, I get to hang out with my nephew more and there's just like, deal. yeah, we get to do dinners and we get to hang out. And I'm like, okay, if we move to Wyoming, it's 12 hours by driving. So that's not the worst. We could probably handle that. And then, and it's just, I don't know. I just have never felt that way. And, and I think, yeah, it, what do you, it's the baby, right? And the pandemic, it's, the inability to it's, it's both. Yeah. yeah. It's a double whammy. It's a double whammy for the entrepreneur, hardcore New Yorkaholic that I am. Yeah. I yeah. never thought it, I never thought it would change. And my sister has been doing it for five years. Uh, my, my eldest niece is five going on six and she was so good before. And that's pe- that's pre-pandemic. She was so good about FaceTiming us, putting pictures of us up. I mean, I, I lived in New York and she's in DC area. And like, I still didn't see her because my schedule was wackadoodle all the time, including hers. And every time I was there, if I was there for work, the show's at 8 PM, the kids are going to bed. You know, my schedule is not favorable to family schedule, family time. And, um, Hollywood's made that easier because the schedule is better and there's free food, but <laughs> with, with them being so far away and Sadi doing such a good job with Amelia knowing who I am, you know what I mean? So I, when I FaceTime her, it's, she knows they know it, it's normal for them. And then when I see her like once every 18 months, maybe she like picks up right where we left off. That's like, so I'm nice. not a stranger to her. Yeah. So like, that's, what's also like hopeful. That gives me hope to be able to be far away. Um, but it's also space because Los Angeles is a very expensive town and you have to, in my opinion, I'm here for work and I want to be here with money. I don't want to be here with just a small, tiny mortgage with construction across the street all the time, which right. sounds like New York. So who knows? And I, um, for the, for the first time, I'm getting a little tired of not having tons of space. Like I knew when we would get a dog, not a baby, but when we got a dog, like I want a yard, I'm not going to let, I remember seeing like an Alaskan Husky in Manhattan when I would go home and that little, that huge Husky was in this tiny little patio. And you're just like that dog needs to be in Alaska yeah. with a sled behind itself <laughs> on the open trail <laughs> yeah. on the open snowy trail. Cause yeah. that's what it was bred to do. Right. And I feel like as parents, that's what we're bred to do is like create more space as well as create that relationship with your kin. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's animalistic. Yeah. It's like, no, it's- I agree. And, and that's kind of like, even me, I'm like, the parks are nice, but I would love to just like take her and let her hike up a mountain. She makes it a quarter of the way. Cool. We come back, we go out, like you find mm-hmm. little things and I don't know. I just, that's what you seems, want. Yeah. But that's not here. I understand. What kind of is, yeah. You know? I'm, I'm in that, I'm in that place too. So like for us, we're in Los Angeles for my career and I've had a great first audition season that I almost struck gold again. And that's a good thing. You know, that failure was a good one (laughs) and, uh, COVID struck out the second one. And I haven't really had a chance to like strike gold again, strike lightning after the crazy ex-girlfriend. And so this year is like it, we'll see, we'll see what happens. So are you going to keep doing things? Like, are you just 
doing things as normal again in that article I keep referring to it because it was just long ago I saw that you were like thanks you had mentioned that kind of your fears of like I'm pregnant how is this going to change my career and somebody was like it's going to make it better because you're going to get selected. <laughs> then there's that. <laughs> That's genius though. It's like the TikTok thing. Like I don't have time for this. No return on investment. I'm not doing it. Like you literally have to decide what is worth your time. Is that what, mm-hmm. and that's what you found? Uh, so far, I like yeah. when we're recording this, I just got back into the audition season, like the audition groove for me. And, uh, yeah, I feel like she's the good luck charm in that sense where you've got two hours. I think every parent knows this. You've got two hours to work when she's asleep or when she's napping and you've got 30 minutes a gamble. It's always a gamble of how much you can get done, you know? Yeah. And it's like this, what a rush, you know, it's always a rush of energy. And I feel like I'm able to put that into my audition practice and hopefully it sticks. And if that's the take we have, and she's like, in Philip's arms, uh, behind the camera. And like, you hear the passive car going, you know, like that they're going to get it. That's yeah. what they're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, some, some moms were just like, listen, you go into like, this is pre pandemic so far. Um, we really don't go into audition rooms right now into offices or casting directors rooms. Uh, she's like, you go in and you're just so tired. Like, like for me, like I told you this, this recording, like we had a teething night, you know, she was just up a lot longer I wouldn't go down to sleep again. And you just like, you know what? This is it. I forgot my concealer. You're welcome. Yeah. (laughs) So, and then you book it. Like sometimes that's when you let go. Like you don't care so much and then you book it. So isn't it ironic, you know? Yeah. (laughs) But then, but you, but you're going for things the same. I mean, other than being more selective, like, is it, what I want to know is if having the baby has changed how you're approaching jobs, Hmm. I guess. I can't define that yet. Cause the job hasn't come yet. That's fair. I can't, yeah. I can't define it. I've always never wanted to do full nudity anyway. So like, that's never been like, I want my kids to watch everything I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want my kids to see me naked on a, on a television in front of them when they didn't ask for that. Right. And so that's, that's never been a problem or like, I've always established that from the beginning. And it was because I wanted kids like Philip reminded me and my agent just asked me, she's like, will you relocate? And I was like, yeah, I'd relocate. Let's take the kids and everybody. And my sister, when I had a cat, like 50, you know, Veronica, the cats, like she's like 12 or 13 now. And I got the cat in New York and my sister was like, wow, you have a cat like that. Is that hard? I was like, Sunny, you have a kid. Like yeah. you just make it work. Right. right. Like, cats are like so independent. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You could leave them for <laughs> I days. Remember, I remember to- saying that. And so, yeah, like a, the kid will just come with, right? Yeah. And then you just work. figure it out. And, and Philip was the one who's like, listen, we're going to plan now. And then when it changes, we'll plan again. Like you don't, if you make all these like, uh, un, like what all ifs. these future, what ifs you'll never make a decision and, and you'll never do any- the whole yeah. time Agreed. and you'll never do anything. Mm-hmm. Which is a huge right. pet peeve of mine. Yes. Just I do agree. it. I'm the same way. <laughs> I know it's funny because with Seth and I, I'm like, let's just do it. Let's just go. Let's just do all these things. He's like camping with a baby. I'm like, yeah, we'll take her. She'll have a camp. She'll go, I don't know, putt putt or play in the pool or something. He's like, she's poop. She's poop right next to us. You don't have to get a yeah, diaper. It's going to be fine. It's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, we're not going to know unless we do it. So let's just go. Yeah. Um, well, we did that with an art. We did that with an RV trip across the country for Christmas. 
because the dog didn't fit under the dog doesn't fit under an airplane seat. And it was like Pennsylvania year for Phillips family to go to Pennsylvania. And we were like, why don't we drive? And then why don't we get a van? Why don't we get an RV? It became really big RV trip. And people were like, oh my God, how did you do that? And I was like, you just do, you just do. It was so hard and it was so much fun. Maybe that's us. Yeah, I agree. And, and and like, yeah, I feel like if you're just a door, like we got chickens and people are like, well, what are you going to do in the winter? And we're like, I don't know yet. I'm not really sure what we're going to do in the winter. Figure it out when we get there. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Just give them little mittens. Yeah, just little little chicken mittens. A little scarf. I know. I we're so, but that's definitely us too. It's like, well, we're just gonna do it. We're gonna figure yeah. out one. One got eaten by a raccoon. That wasn't ideal. R.I.P. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Goodbye, Jackie. I'm sorry. Yeah, Jackie lived a good life. <laughs> For a Until while, the raccoon. Yeah. Um, don't even okay. get me started on raccoons like TikTok. They're on my TikTok list. Go Stop ahead, with the ahead. TikTok. You <laughs> I told you I'm obsessed about Just not being obsessed again. with it. <laughs> so you watch TikTok though. No, I don't watch it. Yeah, definitely not. That'd be ridiculous. I don't watch musical theater either. And that's my career. It's fine. Okay, same. I don't do a lot of YouTube. You know, it's so funny. You don't watch YouTube. I love it. It's so funny. I saw rent finally all the way through two nights ago. I know. Wow. Yeah. I heard it here first folks. <laughs> Admitting my dark secrets. Um, okay. So next question you said, well, I'm trying to think of where I want to go here. I'll laugh as you figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, I told Philip in the movie, I was like, is this still going? When does it end? Oh my gosh. He's like, you don't know. You don't know. I didn't know Mimi didn't die. I don't, I don't, I've never seen it. I have no idea. I'm like, it's not like, what? Well, that's how you feel about YouTube. It's like, if it's your career, like, why are you going to do all the time? Like you don't want to work at the mall. Cause you don't want to hate the mall. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to like have to get away from the mall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the same difference. Right. Yeah. You should. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, Okay. <sighs> I'm trying to think of <laughs> with, well, because you said that in LA, there's no babysitters. Babysitters. Yes. I haven't answered that question. Isn't yeah. that bananas? Yeah. Well, because they all want to be, do something like acting, right? I don't know. No. Well, no? that is before the pandemic. I think because of the pandemic, they're like, Hey, I can work anywhere now. Oh, I think everyone's going through this identity crisis, like post pandemic identity crisis, no matter if you have kids or not, if you're in college or not, if you have a career or not, if you worked at a restaurant or not, like I listened to this podcast episode on the daily and like the average worker finally realizes they don't have to do that anymore. And I say average, like for instance, if someone's working in Hollywood, the average job would be like an actor is the average job is like stereotypically a restaurant waiter, right? Or a babysitter. Cause I did both in New York while I was pursuing Broadway. Yeah. And now they're like, because of the stop and the identity crisis of like, who am I now? You get to actually think, I think all of the world got to think everyone's changing mm. and the economy is changing 
extremely fast. And now that I have a baby, it's not normal to be able to find a babysitter in Hollywood. Well, in Los Angeles. Yeah. It's crazy. And because all these mostly women, all these women are like, you know what? I'm going to go back to school or, you know, what? I left, I'm moving or, you know what? My rates $35 an hour because they can, right. There's less, it's more, it's less supply and more demand. And they also want to be able to survive in a very expensive city. Right. And they have, everyone has like this different, everyone has the opportunity to try a different leverage now. So then what's the plan? You're just going to figure out how to just keep her with you while you do all the things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until it doesn't work. And then you'll figure out what <laughs> to do next. It doesn't work. And yeah. then figure out next. Now, Phillip's work as a music minister at our church, his peak week is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And so that works in our favor immensely. The office space you see back here where I recorded that episode on YouTube that you saw, this is the church building. Oh, cool. And it's huge. And because even more so with the pandemic, there's less people here during the week. So while he was figuring out how to create live stream last year for the church, I would come and help and help produce it because I'm good at it. And the dog would be able to run around freely and not get dirty because she had literally it's an apocalypse building. Like if the apocalypse happens, you come to this building and you, <laughs> so you, bar- might you, know, survive. you barricade yourself in, yeah. you know, to answer that question. Yes. And then it finally with the monster chasing me, I would just surrender within a year yeah, because now, it. because well, and I do feel that way right now, honestly, Shayla with not getting COVID yet. It's all, it's still a yet. Right. Right. I feel like just get it over with. <laughs> yeah. Can I just get it? So I know what's going to happen. Can I just get uh, it over with? Like let the monster, let the monster find you finally. Right. It feels like a boogeyman. It's that's the stress. That's of it. hilarious. Like, that is very accurate. It's a little dark, right? You're just yeah. like, can I just get it? So I don't have to be running away from it all the time. Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right. Well, there's uh, no babysitters in LA. There's no babysitters in it. You're planning on making it work, making it work. And like I said, in that, like first time working mom office space, it's like, we got an extra pack and play in here. And then we, a lot of moms in my, in my uh, circles only want one kid. So I got very lucky with a lot of great hand-me-downs, you know? And so when I got three plates, they're the greatest people are I weird can't about believe, it. I can't believe people are weird about right? it. I was like, yes, please give me all the, ba- give me all the, bo- I have a little girl coming. I will take the blue dinosaur t-shirt. Yep. I will put a blue bow on her and call yep. it a day. It's great. It's great. I wear black and white and blue all day. Why can't she? Yeah. yeah. No, I agree <laughs> with you. We have like all hand-me-downs except for a Christmas outfit or like a specific event. Mm-hmm. I'll like buy her an outfit, but otherwise I'm for like the size. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. But otherwise it's like, let food get on it. Let dirt get on it. She can go in the oh. water. I don't care. I don't because care. Because what's a no. used baby clothes? Three months old. I can't, yeah. I can't spend that money like that. And I can't care. Like, you know, I just, I can't care because I care so much about other things. Oh, I totally bleached this sweater, this baby sweater in the sun. Like I'd left it out. I forgot about it. <laughs> and my condo has a shared washing and drying area. And I literally left out clothes there for maybe five days. And it was super hot, like two weeks ago when this happened in Los Angeles. And the sweater says, hey, 
lay flat dry, which I didn't. And I hung dry. I hung dried it. And it's a baby sweater and it's super expensive, cute, but somebody gave it to me. And right. Philip was like devastated. He was like, it's bleached by the sun. I was like, but I didn't pay for it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so not do I throw it away or do I send what it was to it? Salvation Army? Was it like tie dye bleached or it just was like, what did it look like? Like the drying, you know, like line drying. Yeah. The line, the line was bleached. It's a navy blue sweater and there's like a bleached white line. I mean, that's kind of trendy, kind of, right? I'll send you a picture. Yeah. You're like, no, it's not. Yeah. It's but it's not. fine because I didn't pay for it. And like yeah. kids are going to poop. Why right. do I have to care? Why do I have to care? I'm so on board with hand-me-downs. I agree. I literally have a department store in Philip's office storage unit of Mercedes clothing. <laughs> The amount of donations I said yes to. And then I'm like, you know, I need that little, like, oh, I don't even know what it's called. Cause I just hit the mark of needing it. It's like a little like booth with a little booth floor booth sitting thing to help her prop up, sit up on the floor. Oh yeah. What they're called Bumbo. Bumbo. Yes. I need, I think so. And I'm Bumbo. like, I need one. And I'm, and I was like, you know what? I gotta go check that closet first. I have two. Yes. <laughs> Which is perfect. One for home and one for the office. Done. One for the office. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh. That's amazing. I know. And I'm like trying to be super OCD about how I organize it. I'm like, okay, we're out of the 12 month now. This is all going to go in one bin. And I'm, but just finding the time to do that too is insane. But I'm really trying to keep it organized. As long as you try. Yeah. As long I as just, you try. Well, because then baby number two will come along and you're going to have to figure out where all the stuff is. I'm trying to help my future self. Here we it are is the same person done. We yeah. Are. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Well, thank you so, so much for chatting with me. It was really fun to get to know you and to like, honestly, just hear about how you're doing so well and how everything is going and how you're Aww. still moving a million miles an hour. And thank yeah, you. these are, these are thank the stories, you. like thank I said, you. that I need. So well, it was, again, it was because of you all, all you YouTube mommies that share how, how you're doing so well, just doing your best. That right. was, was so helpful for me that I have to pay it forward. And I have to share my stories because there's another soon to be aspiring currently mom out there that needs to hear it. And like, I'm so glad we're working against the stigmas of expectations from the generation before us. I mean, they they were given a lot of things to stress about and a lot of expectations from the generation before them that I, um, I'm so glad I'm part of this generation. That's trying to fight that and change it. What do you mean? I feel like the, like my mom is like, what's a wake window. You just went to sleep when you went to sleep. Like, I feel like they had (laughs) the immediate family helping. They had, they didn't have all this information that is helpful. And what do you mean? Tell me what you mean by that. How is there were just like, including my mom, they were just like, be careful about gaining the weight because you're not oh. going to lose it or be careful about this because you're, it's expected to be this. And, and I told her, I was like, Hey, you can't say that to me. Also, I'm really alone right now. I'm very isolated with all my thoughts, but it took our, it took her to say that. And she didn't even realize that that was put upon her from her mother or from her aunt or from her someone that there's these status quos and there's these protocols that of course we're creating our own for the next generation to go to therapy over, (laughs) but we, 
you know, it's fighting the good fight. And my mom, I think our parents like had to fight different versions of that from the generation above them, which is like, you know, I would assume, for example, it's like, only your kid can only wear expensive clothing or your kid has right. to can't Look can't ride the bus you know what i mean like your kid can't ride the bus and the bus now is cool because yeah. it's economically smart and they got to get social you know and stuff like that but before yeah. that it's like you know we were expected or at least it was expected upon us to like not take the bus okay in south texas right yeah, that makes sense you yeah just I mean? different kinds of yeah i definitely think that there's more like what you said like the authentic let's talk about things and also a lot more acceptance of like, you are going to gain weight during your pregnancy because that's what you're supposed to do. You're not yeah. meant to bounce back. This is what a postpartum body looks like. I remember exactly. first, like the first time I saw a postpartum body, I was like, wait, what, what? I know you keep know. the belly. That was like a mind. Like I had no idea, but it's because well, people and- are sharing those things now that you're like, mm-hmm. oh, and then when it happens to you, are like, oh, I was kind and of expecting was- this. And I'm gonna bring it back around to, it was the miscarriage when I told a few of my, the women around me that I'm having a miscarriage. And the statistic is three out of three out of five women, I think get a miscarriage or at least experience one in their journey. It was like four and a half out of five in my circle. Yeah. And I was mind blown. Why aren't we talking about this? Or was I not listening? Did I not hear it? Or was I like, I don't know what that is. Don't talk to me about, I'm not the person that they came to about that conversation. Yeah. So that's when I was like, I need to post this since I have a platform and I have people that admire me because of my work. I need them to understand that I'm also human because celebrities are put on this pedestal and we're now the generation. Like I still love Chrissy Teigen about it. You know, she's like talked about her loss and she talks about her errors and, and I I wanted to be a part of that because I didn't feel so alone. Right. And like a lot of moms are like, oh yeah, yeah, I had a miscarriage. And like my, both of my relatives that I spoke to were like, yeah, I had a miscarriage, you know, maybe two. And I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? And they just, right. like, yeah, just like brushed it aside when it was so traumatic for me. It was yeah. so traumatic. And then they let the PTS roll in, PTSD roll in. And it's just like, this is why everything else after that is such an issue because I didn't talk about what happened 10 years. Right. Ago. And I think, I think that is true. We definitely, there's definitely more conversations about hard things now. Like even my yes. aunt was just like, Oh, dads are like, so dads now. Like my husband wasn't in the room when I gave birth because men didn't do that. And like, they didn't really, they weren't fatherly. And we were on a hike one time and this older woman yeah. was like, you got all these woke men out here carrying their babies up the mountain. And I was like, did you just say woke men? Like this woman was gray. Like she was, I was like, okay, what's your name? Like, let's be friends because I don't know, but it's true. Like there was so much that was unspoken before. And now there's a lot more. And I I do think it is good because people are again, yeah, like not alone. And they just, they know what to expect a little more or, or at least Mm -hmm. resources to go to, to learn more about it. And yes. And it's encouraged to talk about it's accepted to talk about it. Yeah. It's it's fighting the good fight for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for being on this. It was so much fun to get to know you and just to chat about all the things. And, uh, like I said before, if you want to find Gabrielle, Gabrielle Ruiz on Instagram and you've got a YouTube as well. I do. And I have a TikTok. It's true. You do have a TikTok. 
Of course you do. Why would I think that you, we've talked about it enough that you're not, not on TikTok. That's, I like Don't the reluctancy. First, like. <laughs> it's not very good yet. Depending on when this is released, let me know. You yeah. guys let Shayla know how I'm doing on TikTok. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Thank you so I'm much. I'm so glad we're friends now. Right. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I'll be your, I'm like your peanut, peanut mom now. Okay, I mean, I don't need good. to be. I get, yeah. that means I get the Google phone number. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please share with somebody you think would love. And I would be so honored if you would subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment and rating below so I can know what you guys are digging, what you want more of, just connect with you a little better. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.